I like yeah, I, I like the idea that it sometimes just does it on its own. That's a real Rich Rosen way of talking about technology. <laughs> it, cl- it closed my tab on me. So you're taking you're taking shots at me then. I am. Yeah, I'm totally, totally taking shots at my buddy Q. Him's a baby. <laughs> Him's a baby. Him is a baby. I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. Yeah, man. So we had to like kind of scramble, right? I mean, yeah. Big news. Um, first of all, Dave, why don't you do? Why don't you walk us through the plugs before we get jumping jumping into everything? I'm typing a lot, and I'm yeah. I hear a little bit of click clackety over there. Let me just finish like yeah. one quick thing. Yeah, just type type softly while I. Oh my god! Love, guys, I, I can't work this way, guys. David Quinones. <laughs> why why are there so many letters in all those words? Um, uh, yeah. So what's go, what's what's cracking? What's what's going on in the the the, the world of, of Bird Road and All Points West and everything? Walk us through it. So Bird Road uh, was our our. Oh, you had one inter- uh, interview episode between our live show and today, right? Yeah, that you chose not to be a part of. Again. Well, I, yeah, I know. I, I, I couldn't. You scheduled it when I couldn't be there. So well, you, not, you, you, not, you, out, you out. Did you even listen to it or no? You didn't listen to I, it. I, I downloaded it. That counts. You downloaded it. That's ridiculous. You don't even li- you don't even care. I listen to your shit. I, I I I listen to a lot of the episodes that I'm not on, but I I haven't had time this week. God, I'm sorry. But uh, it's it's been a, been a busy busy week for me. Maybe I'll plug some shit later. But uh, yeah, no Bird Road. Uh, follow us on Twitter, not on Facebook, because Q doesn't want you to. And uh, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Isn't that how we're supposed to plug things? Um, yeah. Well, so we have the live show coming up on Miami. Yes. Well, I, that that again, I did look for flights, and once again, I was disappointed with just how impossible it is to get a flight for anything, any kind of reasonable amount of money. So it's just not going to happen. But I would have loved to come to Miami for that. It would have been so much fun. Yeah, it would have been great. Would have well, been awesome. Hopefully, we'll do one in Miami sometime, maybe later yeah. this year. Hopefully, yeah. kind of. I don't know, man. I don't know about you. With 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 everything going on with you, I think more likely is that we're going to do a live show during your bachelor party, which we've my, already my BP. To. Yeah, your batting practice. <laughs> your, I talked your, to Canadian Brian today, by the way. He uh, he, wants he to called know. me and I missed I, I missed his yeah. call. I was at the park with my kid, so he wants to know what the deal and the the details are on it. So I told him, Hey, what are the try, details? Of this try him again. Uh, yeah, so I'm not gonna call him tonight. I'm sorry. No, like, it's too much with right. all these people that we know and all the things that we are constantly having to do. We're Dave, busy. You know what? I'm almost ready for the coronavirus because if everybody, have you thought about this shit? If 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 it turned out the way that you know some of the worst expectations of it are, which mm-hmm. is like a bunch of things closed down. Do you like everything is like you know shut off and nobody can leave the house and everybody. I don't understand why that happens. Quite frankly, like I, I don't read anything. So it's to isolate the disease. uh, The, the the virus is to isolate the virus and prevent it from spreading. Right. So if you find that everybody, a certain affected group of the population 
a certain group of the population is affected with, you know, something, if everybody stays home and just kind of gets over it and maybe like one or 2% of the people die uh-huh. who are like people who are probably going to die of something anyway, like old, very old people. Yeah. They're or, all the only ones that die are like that. Right. Yeah. People who are frail or have some sort of pre-existing condition that, you know, cause, yeah. I'm not minimizing that that's still fucked up that they die because of this fucked up virus. But like, you know, in speaking pragmatically, like that is the reason that they die. There's no, like nobody being taken down in the prime of their life. As far as I can tell from this right. uh, you know, and again, they're reporting bullshit. So who knows? This thing could eat your flesh, and they might be hiding it. There's no fucking way for us to know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, that gives me the giggles. <laughs> flesh eating shit. <laughs> yeah, that gets, that gets you horny. It tickles me a little bit. Tickles that dick. Um, so, I, my point in bringing all that up was like, I feel like I could use that that time mm-hmm. like if, if it was just like okay all expectations you can take a day off or a few days off like when i was out in vegas i had um some uh comp days right i worked mm-hmm. i worked a lot over the holidays and i kept track of that and my company is a good company and if you go to them and you say like hey you know it was new year's day and i worked the whole day they'll be like okay we'll take another day off then and you know it's just like a like a like an extra vacation day or something like that um so because of that, I, you know, I was technically off during the time that I was in Vegas, but like the world didn't stop, you know, it didn't, it didn't help that I was off or anything like that. Like the world didn't stop. So I was still in this universe where like, you know, everything was going on without me. And I I was, I still have to keep like, and even when you take vacation, like it's like that. Yeah. And, um, it would be great if everybody just kind of level set like, hey, coronavirus week, everybody stay home. It's my dream. It's my absolute fucking dream come true. I, you know, I, I was going to. You would never get out of it, though, because you yeah. exist in a gray zone that is yeah. outside of the traditional norms of whatever. But you know how much stuff that I could do with that kind of time. You know, it maybe maybe it doesn't matter on the grand scheme of things, but but the projects that I work on, my, all my music stuff and the podcast stuff, and I, there's so many things that I could use that time for. I would be so happy. I I would just be in heaven. Yeah, it would be incredible. I would love it. Oh, I mean, dream come true. Yeah, it it, it it would it would be it'd be so nice it'd be so restful i think the world could use it to just kind of like calm down like maybe it it would be like a great reset you know like we'd all get a little break we'd all get to like you know paint or something you know (laughs) do something just with our free time for a little bit and then we just you know get back to work and enjoy just being regular people again yeah i mean so until then though like we're gonna be inundated with bullshit um one of the bullshit things that we've been you know we'll get to pete Buttigieg in a second but maybe talking of speaking of being inundated with bullshit are you going to be subscribing to hillary clinton's podcast (laughs) yeah i i i think that i could probably say 
no to that one. I, yeah. I, I don't think I'll make time for that. And the, the time that I try to squeeze podcast listening into, that's not going to make it, unfortunately. So it says here, the former first lady, I think this came out two days ago. Um, the former first lady, secretary of state and 2016 Democratic presidential nominee is planning to launch a new program in late spring, just in time for her to have a powerful new megaphone during the 2020 election. Uh, that's not that surprising. It mm. w- the timing, yeah, to like try to knock off any... You know, as as much momentum from it's. This is the shit that's so funny to me. It was. It's obviously made with you know this idea in mind that like okay, well we'll be able to get our messaging out there at a time when you know if Bernie Sanders' campaign is is um is flourishing or doing well, like it'll be something of a guardrail or a blunting force, right, to try Mm -hmm. to stop it, but why this is the shit that makes me laugh so much is like why does a hillary why does hillary clinton think that like anybody's gonna respond well to like her podcast or like like her saying that she doesn't like someone or something or her coming out against things will only make that thing stronger (laughs) like universally loathed and and disliked from people on the left and on the right like I, I, I mean, I am a little curious what it's going to be like, you know, like, it, it, is it going to just be all politics? Is it going to be a conversation thing? Like, what exactly does she have planned for? It? I'm curious what the format's going to be. Cause right. like, are you going to be interviewing people? Because I don't feel like that's like in her skill set to sit down. Exactly. And have, like for her, the thing is more like, um, like trying to pull people are always trying to pull substantive things out of her that aren't canned and boring and from mm-hmm. like you know her, her pr communications shop or whatever like what what is she really gonna have to say like she, since she lost she's had like three or four things that that she's harped on which is like the russians are bad um bernie sanders is bad uh you know donald trump is bad like i don't know like maybe that's enough for a podcast i mean there is a built-in audience for it yeah, she'll have an audience. She'll she'll have a million subscribers in like no time because, you know, all those sort of. I mean, those people still exist. Those people who like are, you know, this this rabid fan base of hers. They are still out there. Like, so that- here here's a question. Uh, there's a scenario. A few weeks ago, um, you know, nothing's been announced yet. The uh, the All Points West phone rings. And uh, it, hello, is this David Quinones? Uh, we like are calling. <laughs> we, we are looking for a producer for a podcast. And uh, okay. you're like, oh, you're like, oh, I'm uh, okay. Yeah, that's what we do here. And uh, and the person on the other end says, so uh, you you know Hillary Clinton, right? Um, yeah. And I, I I think you can imagine where the rest of this conversation goes. What do you say when you're offered this gig? No, no, nah, it's. I mean, like, well, how much? <laughs> no, say, yeah. Well, what if? What if it's? Uh, whatever the top, the, the top amount you could imagine a client. That this is the whale of all oh, podcasting. God, no, man. I don't know. I don't think I can because, like, it's just not worth it. It's not like I'm struggling for money right now or anything like that. I mean, right. <laughs> this pointless to do something that I would absolutely hate and uh, like and just despise being a part of. You know. Right. And, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> no, you, you'd be able to pay for my plane ticket to the live bird road. 
Maybe that's all I would use it for. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about the Hillary Clinton podcast. I'm sure it's going to be a real money maker. Uh, what I do know about is Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. What What do you know about Pete Buttigieg? I know that he's a sweetie pie. He's real nice. <laughs> no, I mean, like, okay, this was probably like the singularly most i would say actually in the last few weeks the 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 candidate that has gotten the most on my nerves or been the most grating and obnoxious has become has become elizabeth warren okay um i i have a soft spot in my heart for um joe biden now because i feel like he's just like kind of a doofus and even after what happened in south carolina i feel like he's just like a an ambling moron who's uh-huh. you know rapidly losing uh his mind and yeah i you know anybody who votes for him like okay man i like <laughs> I, feel, I feel the same way that i feel about people that vote for trump i'm just kind of like okay okay i guess yeah, yeah. like you're whatever um but uh so for a bunch of reasons that i think we've sort of talked about in the past but like we can get into a little more um, like I find Warren to be the most like repugnant candidate in the recent, just because of like the, the gap between what she was and like what she, you know, what she could have been and what she just turned out to be, which is just like a, you know, a lackey of you know, just another, you know, person seeking power or another person trying to like, um, make a, just another careerist really when she, she sort of used to seem to stand for more than that. And now she's just sort of like this, like a bunch of like uh market, uh, you know, market tested commercials. Um, so, but before her, before her, the most maddeningly obnoxious candidate for the longest time was Pete Buttigieg. I mean, did you feel that way or no? No. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Even, you know, I get what you're saying about Warren, but I still just, can't look at Buttigieg, <laughs> you know. It's just such so annoying, it's you know. So noxious to like, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it, I think what happened was I sent you this table of projections, right? Which was a, um, you know, it, it shows the Super Tuesday states, which are coming up in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them, and like what what the, what it is is it's not the polling averages; it's the percentages. It's the percentages of the the opera of the chance that they'll win right mm-hmm. so you know for instance california is a top line one right 89 percent chance that bernie sanders will win california he's not going to get 89 percent of the vote it's just an 89 percent right. chance because he's got a safe enough lead over whoever the you know right. the next people would be right so in that case it's biden right biden has a seven percent chance of winning california which is pretty infinitesimal but you know, he's probably polling. I don't know. Like the, the, the averages, if I remember correctly, have Bernie at like 38 percent or something like that in California. And then Biden is at like, I don't know, 14 or something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, going down the using Cal, continuing with California as the example. Right. Oh, shit. Do we have somebody join? Is that uh, the homie? Is that the big homie? It's our judge expert. Up. Turn your microphone on or turn your volume on. You, you're you're not coming in. You've got to change your input or. Um, just figure out how to be less stupid. Hey, okay. Oh, now I hear you. You're yeah. really soft. You're really, really soft. I, I, yeah, I had to turn the gain up. 
Yeah. Uh, the other thing on this on this system, the other thing that that helps is if you shut off the um, if you shut off the video, it saves you bandwidth. Like you know, the audio works better. I mean, unless you really want us to look at you. Oh, I don't give a shit. Um. <clears throat> What's up, man? There we go. All right. All Another right. Much, Another much. Uh, Buttigieg. Job. So let me wait. Let me do a quick reset. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. All right. Let me do that. Because Dave and I were just bullshitting about like random stuff. So. Yeah, Dave. I mean, James is a fucking idiot, dude. I'm so that tired. Is, yeah, it's about time we got to that part. God damn work. Oh, shit. Hey, hey, is that James? Hi. I miss you. Hey, man. <laughs> it's really, really great to hear from you. Is it, though? Welcome to the show. Uh, repeat, three-time guest, right? Is this your third time on the show or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, three-time three time returning champion. J- Jimmy James, Herney Hearn. Yep. Uh, hello, giant me, Jim's James Schmiert. Um, what you told you told me something before we got on. We were, we were uh, messaging. You have an album coming out. Tell me about it before we jump into into shit. Um, okay, uh, it's like um, if uh, Ricky Martin, Butthole Surfers, and um, Anal Cunt had a baby. <laughs> then it Anal would, Cunt. It would... Calling bullshit on that being a band. Is that a band? Yeah, Dave? that's a band. Get up. Yeah. Look it up, dude. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard a single song by them, but I'm certainly aware that they exist. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, so if they had a baby, it would be, and then the baby, like, it would be, pissed its pants and, and just came on itself. itself. And it's some shit. It, it would be my album, and it's 10 songs. Clocks in at uh, four minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> Where can people um, get this um, song, this album? Wherever What's it you, called, by the way? You like, you name stream. for it or no? Yeah, yeah. Um, the band name is hashtag CMFDO exclamation. And the album is called Artist Formerly Known as Artist. Okay. That's an interesting band name because I don't think that you can have punctuations with hashtags. Dave, why do you have to ruin everything? No, yeah. <laughs> actually, you know what's funny about that is uh is you're right. <laughs> 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 oh man! Um, so, speaking of babies that are covered in shit, you, uh, since the last time we talked to you, you have um, you have done you have dived into the uh, brave world of multiple child having. You have oh, multiple yeah. children. Yeah, you, yeah. Got a, you got a you got a new little a new little monster out there. Yeah, How, how's it going? It's awesome. Like um, I had the flu last week. <laughs> and uh, and and Cindy, uh, my wife, was out of town um, on some project, and um, so I had to take care of both kids while I had the flu, the baby and the four-year-old. And while holding the baby with a fucking fever, I stepped on a Lego barefooted. It was oh, that rules. Oh man, I'm telling you, dude. It was like, it was like, <sighs> oh, if only Judd Apatow could see me now. Yeah, he so would that really be like, happens, huh? Yeah, this and, is Lego, and he, yeah, and Judd Apatow would be like, "Oh, I'm totally stealing that shit. I'm gonna make a movie. I'm gonna make an entire franchise with fucking Paul Rudd and uh, Jason Siegel about <laughs> stepping on Legos." Right, 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 right. With uh, Paul um, Rudd, Paul Rudd, and, and he'll be like, "Listen, Paul Rudd, just uh, mope around for a while." 
I want to make a movie where the where I cast Paul Rudd and his name is Paul Rudd, but all one word, Paul Rudd. So like everybody has to call him Paul Rudd in every scene. Um, if only I had an idea for a script. So uh, yeah, James. For those who don't know, we've known James for a really long time. Um, he's uh, currently stationed in Wyoming, out on the um, you know in the in, in the frozen tundra. I don't know. Is it tundra out there? What, no, what, um, not most what's of it. The topogra- topography. Uh, it's a plateau. He's on a plateau. Yeah, like I literally live on a plateau. It's a fucking giant. Wyoming is like a giant fucking plateau. Have you embraced gun ownership at all or gotten curious about gun ownership since you've lived out there? Well, we have to. I'm curious. We have to have guns. It's like legally mandated. No, no actually, I'm not, being, I'm not even being like fucking facetious here. Uh, like it, my, my family household, we have to have guns in it. Um, because Jesus of, Christ. Because of what my wife because does. Because of coyotes or because of no, like. because uh, of what my wife does for a living. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, your, your wife is, uh, is is law enforcement. Yeah, right. she's a fed. So it's like it's like, uh, and out here, you know, you got all these uh, um, con- what they call constitutionalists, which are basically just uh, crazy religious people yeah, and terrorists, um, basically. Yeah, yeah. White supremacist <laughs> terrorists, if you really want to get into it, neo Nazis, you know. Um, and so because they're dangerous, we have to have um, guns. Like that's a yeah, I mean, like, but have you have you embraced like hunting culture or anything like that, or is that like no, outside of? No, that's really. Uh, I never really got into that. Um, you know, I, I hunted. Yeah, no, you were never that kind of guy. Like, you weren't that. You weren't a hunting dude. Like, yeah, like when, like when I was little, I used to go hunting, and um, when you know, like with grandparents and stuff, you know, like did stuff like that, or you know, with my brother, or you know, just stuff like that, but. I don't know, man. I got older, and all of a sudden, it became one of these, uh, one of these uh, softies. And uh, so now, it, it like the whole process or all of that, just none of it appeals to me at all. No, I, 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 I we, Dave and I, before you got on, we were talking about like coronavirus and the panic and everything like that. And I was, I've been um, texting with another friend of the show, Justin, who, uh, you know, he's he's like kind of dived into that world of like prepping now, where he's just trying to have like all of his, you know, foodstuffs fully stocked. And he has a lot of land. So he's like got like seeds and he actually has a garden and everything like that. And I'm like, the one part of it, the equation that's missing for me is the, is the gun part. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not like afraid of guns. I'm really not unlike most, like, I don't know, people of my political, of my political persuasion. I'm not really averse to guns, like in any real way. Um, I just have never gotten into them. I'd be fucking terrified to have them in the house. Yeah. Well, we have, uh, we actually have double safes. Um, yeah. We have one safe. Um, like you got to get into one to get into the other one. Yeah. Um, we have one safe that has the rifles and now the rifles are, I inherited those. They're antiques. They're not, mm. they're not toys. The ammo is again, locked in a separate safe. Um, but do they work? Like, would they work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're uh, the real deal. Man. Oh, they work. They're uh, <laughs> they're actually um, uh, one of them is a saddle gun, and the other one's a thirty out thirty out six. So it's both pretty powerful weapons. And uh, but I keep the ammo in a in a in a safe within a safe. Um, and I know it sounds crazy, but I have a toddler and a baby. And yeah, no, of course that that makes sense. That's the thing I would be scared of is my kid is is real devious and she's always up to no good. She's uh, like a, speaking you know, of a devious kid. Hey, what you got you got a, somebody joining you? 
Aww. He was already in bed. How how uh, how how old is he now? Five four. or four? Yeah, four. Four, yeah. Yeah. Four and then what? Like eighteen months is the other one? No, the other one is um, ten months. Oh no, that wasn't even a year about, ago. Yeah, yet. about to turn eleven months. Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. Dave ha- Dave has dogs. Or a right. dog now, unfortunately. Yes. Um, one of them went over to the other side. You know, uh, it, became, it became gay. <laughs> you know, uh, what's funny about um about like like having pets, you know, and people that just have pets and they don't have kids. You know what I think about that? I think that is perfectly fine. You know how many times? I, <laughs> you know how many times I had to take shit from people because I had fucking dogs and I didn't have kids yeah and it's yeah. like it's like dude mind your own fucking business man i'm you know if i have kids i i'll have kids they just have to I figure it out how that. to yeah how do you uh, yeah they just have to figure it out you know how do you have a man this man, issue is so rooted deep down in the core of jewish dave's being that it's like it's not even to be talked about like <laughs> it's such a defining characteristic of what he's about that well you sometimes i think it bothers you me, me that you don't have kids. I love that you don't have kids. It's fucking. I don't know. Do you, do you though? I don't want that under no circumstances. What I want you and Gina to have kids. Are we going to get into this right now? No, nah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad James is here to hear this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like, I mean, from the minute you guys started dating, you never wanted to have kids. No, of course not. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, you never wanted to have kids. I never knew you to be somebody who was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have a baby one day." Uh, hey, Q, guess what? <laughs> Hang on, I'll do an impression. I'll do an impression of me back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Crystal meth is illegal. Can't believe it. You get so much done on that shit, dude. It should be, I know, like it should be decriminalized at least underneath under under some sort of like work release program where it's like as long as your computer is is open and you're like doing shit, you're yeah. allowed to just crank away. Yeah, yeah. Get um, some stuff done, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem, no problem, no problem. Just keep coming. You would you like something to eat? No, 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 no. Just keep coming, keep coming, keep going, go, go, go. <laughs> I really don't need to eat. <laughs> are you sure? Because your teeth are falling out. Well, uh, I had that guy who um dated it. I dated a girl who was pretty strung out uh, or spun, as we used to say back in the day, um, mm. on, on on meth. But like later, after afterwards, and um, the joke that she would always tell me was like, uh, a, "Any drug addict will steal money from you, but only um, only a, a meth addict will help you look for it afterwards." And <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's a pretty accurate description of most of the meth addicts that I met in my time in Vegas. James, you can't talk about meth because you have a kid right there, huh? Oh no no no! It's uh, it's <laughs> like, it's. Uh, he doesn't even know what that shit is. Those, you know what's funny is um, out here they have like a really really bad meth problem, and I guess I shouldn't say it's funny. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know, tell tell you what, hey, I gotta People's run, I gotta run upstairs room. for a second. Apparently, somebody's not having a good time. I'm okay, go. My kids go. refusing to go to the bed. All right, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. <laughs> No, Dave, I don't I don't begrudge you not having kids. Is, is that something you always thought about me that I cared that you like don't have kids? No, no, not at all. I was just joking. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> there's I no reason for anyone to care about that. 
I've never me. said anything to like lead that direction. I was like, no, never. <laughs> it would make but absolutely I know that, no sense. I don't know that people that people who like um what do you call it like declaratively say like we're not having kids that they are super sensitive because they get so much pushback from people. We do. Like people, yeah. So like, <laughs> I was like, oh god, he's seen he's seen <laughs> that ain't there. <laughs> You know, uh, while we're waiting for James to come back, can I just uh, do a quick plug here, Q? Yeah. Um, For Rise of Skywalker, uh, the novel confirming that Palpatine was a clone, and that's how he came back to life. That is an important thing that might get discussed in season three, not really season three, year three of piecing it together, starting the beginning of the third year of piecing it together. That's right. We're kicking it off with The Invisible Man, which was surprisingly great. Uh, that episode will be up tomorrow. Well, I guess it'll be the same day this goes up. Uh, tomorrow when we're recording right now. But yeah, got a whole bunch of shit planned over there. Uh, and plus some new uh, theming going on around the artwork and music and a bunch of other stuff. So everybody go check that out. Yeah, that's awesome. So check out. Did you check out, uh, by the way, take a look really quick at um, on your computer, if you can, birdroadpodcast.com. I put up a thing, and it's that satisfying thing that you like. It would be funny if uh, if I brought it up and it was just gay porn right now. <laughs> it was a satisfying thing. And it's just you, like somebody. You, you, just completely, you had done a, uh, what's it called? Or like a, where it switches the URL as soon as you type it in. Yeah, mirroring. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is where you get to uh, brush off the the glass. Yeah, you love that shit. That's promoting our our March 15th show at Gramps, The Rising Tides of March. Again, we've got um, Philip Agnew from, uh, well, I know him from Dream Defenders, but like he's um, now been a pretty high profile part of the Bernie Sanders campaign for the last, however long, like a few months now. (laughs) And um, I do think I have the coronavirus, Dave. That, you know, you... Did you ever get a break from being sick? Because you were sick before your trip to Vegas. You were a little coffee here, and now it sounds like you're dying again. You know the thing about this 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 um, computer uh, this this uh, what do you call it this particle wipe effect that I use on BirdRoadPodcast.com is uh, it drains your battery. It drains your laptop battery. Like your oh, laptop can be sure. plugged in, and even if it's plugged in, it'll go down. Like while this site is up, so <laughs> don't don't linger on the site for long. It's like fancy for a long though. Time. I do like it. I should be. I should just do websites. I mean, are there still people that just do websites? Like, I mean, surprisingly, that, yes. It, I feel like in the in the era of like themes and what are those shitty services called now that are like, uh, you know, like they're just like paid services that you just go in. It's like plug and play shit. What is it? Uh, well, uh, like a content management system? No, I mean, like, yeah, there's WordPress, right? But I'm talking about the ones like, what are the ones that are always like Wix and all those? Sites? Wix. And what's the big one? The big one that always advertises on how to Squarespace. This get made? Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace is the one I'm thinking of. So, like, yeah. I mean, in in that era, there's still people doing that. I guess. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. I mean, people are so fucking scared of computers. They just they do not know what to do with them. You know, that's kind of like writing. Like, I've always said that I'll always have a job because people are terrified of trying to write and, like, participate mm-hmm. in the English language. Like, because people yeah. people can't write for shit. And the people who think they can write 
are even worse. Like <laughs> insanely bad. I'll always have a job as long as, as long as you're like a decent writer. Like you can yeah. always have yourself a job. What uh? What did you What did you see in South Carolina? What did you or did you pay attention to South Carolina at all or no? A little bit. I mean, I I, I had the uh, the live coverage going while we were recording uh, season three of Awesome Movie Year plug right there but um all these fucking projects of yours i know no wonder you're just completely derelict in your duties as a a, a, you know original founding member of this podcast yeah but at least uh at least i'm 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 doing things for all points west so that's that's nice but uh no i i mean i you know i saw what happened but i mean none of it it wasn't a surprise in any way shape or form was it Uh, not really um i i heard that Based on like what the polling averages were, uh, Biden outperformed what he, his anticipated, you know, finish would be. Bernie uh-huh. slightly outperformed. He did like he did better than they thought he would. <clears throat> and then um, Tom Steyer really underperformed. And then uh, Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg kind of just did, and Amy Klobuchar just kind of did what everybody thought they would do. And right, of course, right. um, your your boy. Uh, your boy Mike Bloomberg wasn't uh, wasn't part of this wasn't part of this one. He he, he sat out. He sat yeah. So like one of the things I thought might be funny to talk about would be if I can find it on Twitter. Um, Steve Kranaki, the uh, MSNBC. Um, okay. So Steve Kranaki has some like um, scenarios that he 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 put together. Uh, using a, what he calls a crude delegate calculator, um, trying to figure out how far Biden will be. I'm reading from his tweets, how far Biden will be behind Sanders. Cause it's like, it's, it's just known that Bernie is going to crush on super Tuesday, but it's just not known by how much. And right. all of this shit kind of gets thrown up in the air now a little bit because of the story that, you know, we want to talk about, which is Pete Buttigieg just a, an hour or two before we started recording, announcing that he's suspending his campaign. So Steve Kornacki was, you know, kind of working with a model that was just demonstrating different potential outcomes, right? Like based on, is that James? Holy shit, know. man. I'm telling you, dude. And what happened? Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. Kid, Tell us about the wars. Kid doesn't want to go to bed. Just put a head, put headphones on him, and have him podcast. Have him learn the f word and the c word. Does he, he have knows. any uh, any that. opinions on Bridget? He knows the f word. What do you call it, James? Yeah. I'll bring you back up to speed. Okay. Are you in? A, are you in a good place now? Uh, yeah, so far. We'll okay. See, cool. We'll see what happens on this uh, mic. So. We'll, you sound good. You sound good on the mic. You're a little soft, but that's okay. I know oh, that yeah. you're trying to be quiet because you well, no, you've got a, um, a house full of psychopaths. No, I, you know what it is is I, I have a. I'm still adjusting my shit here. I got a um, a new digital interface and a got a fancy little pop filter here. So I'm trying to yeah trying to make sure that I don't I, um that I have my levels down. You know yeah that you don't peak. Yeah yeah yeah. You never want to peak. So yeah, we're joined again by James, um, who came uh, came left and came back, and um, we were talking right before you jump back on James about uh, I had pulled up um, Steve Kornacki from um, MSNBC. Oh yeah, I had pulled up. 
Yeah, yeah, he's he's the guy who always looks fucking like uh like he's about to shit himself. He he's always like Okay, we've got um 0% coming in from here. Okay, and if you click on this county, you've got uh okay, it looks like 0% as well. So, uh yeah, uh nobody reporting yet. You know, like that's what his shtick is. Um just like this panicked, generally disheveled, confused dude um who's trying to do math on the on the fly. So he, on his Twitter feed earlier today, he put out like some scenarios for Super Tuesday. And what he was doing was, as I was reading it to Dave, he was saying like, I'm playing around with different scenarios using my crude delegate calculator, trying to figure out how far Biden will be behind Sanders after Tuesday. This is basically the best case scenario I can get for Biden. So he shows a scenario where Bernie wins 533 votes, uh, delegates, I should say. Biden gets 476, Bloomberg gets like 102, Warren gets 174, right? And then that in the delegate total puts him behind like by like 60, puts Biden like 60 behind Sanders. But that's a very unrealistic one. The more realistic one is one where Bernie is at like 771 delegates at the end of Super Tuesday and Biden is at like 350 and he's losing by like 300 plus, right? But all that shit gets thrown up in the air with the Buttigieg news. And I don't know, man, I know you've been um, on daddy duty. Have you seen that uh, that they, that Mayor Pete dropped out? Yeah, 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 which is which is good. I actually, uh, um, I think that Mayor Pete's uh, day to um, to basically just uh, milk toast through uh, everything is coming, but it's not right now. Yeah, you yeah. Need, one day he'll be some gray hair. What do you guys think? Like, I wrote, I wrote a tweet earlier today where it was like Buttigieg twenty forty nine, like, like, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But like, mm-hmm. what, um, Dave? Like, what, what in twenty forty nine? What is Pete Buttigieg doing? God, twenty forty nine is so long from now. He's young like, though. He's only like thirty seven. So like yeah. he'll only be like sixty seven, which in by then won't mean anything. Sixty seven will be like being forty five, right? You know? Right? Yeah. Um. God. I mean, yeah. He'll 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 be in better shape than me. That's for sure. And, and he's rich, and you know, yeah. He you know he takes care of himself, and he has all these resources to make sure that he elongates his life. I'm sure he'll be looking exactly the same. But yeah, I, I mean, he'll still be doing this. Do you think he'll have been? Do you think he will have been president yet by then? No, not necessarily. Um, Especially, especially if if Bernie, you know, doesn't win this and Trump wins, and uh, there may never be another president. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm going with that. (laughs) What do you think, James? What's what's Pete Buttigieg 2049? Um, he's uh, in 2049. He'll be. uh, leading the charge against the um against the poor masses um for nestle defending their um water supply yeah that's actually that's a good that's a good guess i'd say yeah i definitely had a had a future for him that involved like an iron man mech suit where he is but turning it on poor people Mm -hmm. yeah and blasting through them like they're like truly like they're like they're dregs like fucking uh you know like, like paper. world war z shit you know just blasting <laughs> fucking cutting through them just you poor fuckers this is nestle's water and we're gonna fucking sell it what's right is right and what's right is you 
dying of thirst. Yeah. And that's the other one that I had was um was uh like uh, to just be like a like like a Liberace type because he's a classically trained pianist and he's like a really really good piano player and apparently he could have been like um like he could have been like a, a f- whatever first chair in like an orchestra he was really really good and he still is apparently so I was I thought maybe he might go like full on kind of like Liberace very flamboyant but also making lots of money and funding conservative candidates who do horrible things for like gay rights and stuff like that and like I I, I just kind of like feel like he's always had this like um this you know this internal turmoil and it's gonna work itself out in some really weird ways in the next like 30 years or so oh, yeah but his, yeah, pretty dark, pretty terrible. It's gonna like like he's gonna fund a conversion center or something like that. Oh but God. you know, <laughs> um. So, all right. Here's the thing, though. Like this guy drops out today, and I wanted to sort of believe that it was for the best. If you're like uh, the people on this phone call and you're supporting Bernie Sanders, like, yeah, one more you know, dry, dead piece of boring, milk toast garbage out of the way, but. Um, apparently some fucking moron, uh, <laughs> gave Pete Buttigieg the wrong phone number for Joe Biden. So he called some random person on Twitter and left a voicemail for Joe Biden, what he thought was for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And he, he was basically saying like, it, it was, it was innocuous. The voicemail was like, not, not like, you know, um incriminating in any way but what he was doing was he was calling him to give him a heads up that he was going to drop out and that he wanted to sort of find some way to align with him which i think what that means is like a vice president's sh- uh, spot vice president spot or some sort of you know linking up what worries me is that i feel like if you're a pete Buttigieg guy like there's no chance that your second choice is bernie so I feel like, it, you know, whatever little bit of momentum or whatever little bit of support he had, which was not that much, honestly, whatever it was, is going to disperse to like the it's it's not going to redound to the benefit of Bernie Sanders. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys know any people that are like Pete Buttigieg supporters who would like somehow like move no. over to Bernie no, Sanders not, or progress? Not, not at all. And that's exactly what Gina said as soon as it happened as well, um, that this is not necessarily a good thing because of exactly that reason yeah yeah i I think it's uh yeah i just don't think it matters it's uh um the the kind of people that follow pete Buttigieg make um make videos uh rehearsed videos of being excited about winning delegates (laughs) my god that was so disgusting it was did you ever see that dave uh uh-uh, I didn't see that. It was the thing where it was like the the caption it was from like some Pete staffer and the caption uh was the moment that we found out that we won Iowa, right? And it was like perfectly framed and it was it was made to be like, "Oh, I just happened to have my camera rolling at this moment." Right. Right. And you could tell it was like from the perspective sort of off center of the TV, so you didn't see the TV. You saw the people, the young Pete Buttigieg, you know, sociopaths who are part of his campaign sitting there like and like pantomiming an excited reaction. But it was like such like first year drama shit. Like you could tell it's not real they, that they were like they had practiced it. Damn, that was that's a seriously fucking 
abject video you just brought up, James. Yeah, it, yeah, but it, it's worth mentioning because it was so fucking gross. It was just, um, but it, you know what? What I liked about it is it, um, it framed uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg really well. Like of what he is, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, a, a, um, if you could call it a phenomenon at all, it, it uh, it was that, right there. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's all it is. It was, and it was so brief too. But he, I mean, a lot of people pin their hopes on him for a while. Like, he was the, I don't know, like the presumptive. He wasn't ever. I don't think he was ever a front runner, but he was like that dark horse that everybody really wanted. You know what? You know what happened? You know who's who has to be the most pissed off tonight is Beto O'Rourke, because Beto O'Rourke was that guy that I think was supposed to be Pete Buttigieg, and Pete Buttigieg just stepped in and was like, "I'm even more of this than you are. You're Gen X. I'm fucking millennial. You're, you know, tech from Texas. I'm gay. Like I got you topped. Like in." every way and and he just kind of ate his fucking he drank his milkshake and and then it all ended up being for fucking nothing well uh pete Buttigieg, if anything else he's an extremely charming guy i mean you you gotta you gotta admit it dude that guy is fucking charming he goes on the show and he's charming as fuck you know what i get from him is i get those like those feeling those vibes from like the like the people that you knew in college that were like already wearing suits and to, to class every day and I'm like uh, like those guys and i i just always uh, I'll, I'll always feel put off by those kind of people man i always feel like 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 you know what you say he's charming but it's like he's trying to be charming he's trying so hard oh, to be charming i'm not saying he's not rehearsed yeah you know, fully he's rehearsed he's like the He's like, uh, he's the Oscar he, bait of, of presidential candidates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's the, he's uh green book. He's green book. Yeah, he's green book. Of, of presidential, of presidential candidates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you remember how Marco Rubio was or how he was like super rehearsed and yeah, over. That's a good example. Like, like technical, but also, um, some might say, charming i mean if you can call redneck charming i would say yeah okay i, I guess he's <laughs> i guess i guess marco rubio is charming but like he but but then there but like once you cut through that charming shit you, you like you could see the fucking smarm just fucking oozing out of him you know mm -hmm. the fucking the panic at the disco thing that that really kind of put me over the over the i mean like i already didn't like him but like oh god like when you talk about like the tryhardiness and the and the just trying to manufacture something organic out of something that's so rehearsed and so, you know, sort of, um, gormless and like, uh, it's just, it makes my skin crawl. And I mean, like the thing, like I said before, I was telling this to Dave before you came back on James, it's like, this guy is going to be in our life forever. Yeah. 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 This guy's going to be, in our life for the rest of our lives. He's going to be running for president until all three of us are fucking dead. Yeah, he's 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 a uh, he actually reminds me um a lot of Hillary Clinton. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, that's uh, that's yeah. I think probably the closest analog and, and I, of anybody that like, we know of right now. And I think that um just like uh Hillary Clinton, maybe not this time but in the future, uh he'll catch himself uh 
relitigating shit that nobody really wants to fucking talk about anymore, except for, except for him and a couple of people who like him. That's actually a pretty good intro to, or not intro, but like a, a, a segue. Let's backtrack a minute because we were talking about Hillary Clinton announcing last week that she's going to be doing a podcast. You're going to be subscribing to that, James? Uh, um, probably not. Uh, I just I can't. Um, it's because you hate women. It's clear and obvious. Well, like, you know, if they would stop. And you're not, if you're not going to, if you're not going to subscribe. The thing that pisses me <laughs> off about women, let me tell you, um, you know, they're taking our jobs. They drive on the road. <laughs> Oof. They wow, want that's to be. A, that, that's a new one. They're, they're they, women they, are show, jobs. they show <laughs> their ankles. Now? They show their ankles, and then they're just like, "Why are you looking at me?" It's like because I'm seeing your ankles. Okay, it's like you know that you wanted to be looked at. You knew exactly what you were doing when you dressed that way yeah, you, this morning. Yeah, you were. We asking rank for it, ladies, on this show. Ooh, we should rank it. Uh, it's already been done. It's yeah. so been done. That's the sound of me like slurping up a big fucking mess of drool um <laughs> <laughs> cut that out good, good uh, job <laughs> um yeah so anyway hillary has a, a podcast i don't know what the what we what we were trying to figure out is like what the fuck is the format gonna be because she's not like an interviewer she's not personable she doesn't have a personality really she's not like i mean like she's interesting to interview in a morbid kind of way, like how could you do this? Like, how could you do all the things that you've done? Or like, you know, did you really kill all those people? That kind of stuff. Or like, what's Jeffrey Epstein really like? You know? Uh, do you, what's hey, uh, do you guys, who's, who's, uh, who's big on like, uh, on like, um, Batman and the Joker, uh, cartoons, the Joker ever have a podcast? <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember the old, uh, the ones from the nineties, right? Like, I don't know. I'm like, not, a, like, like a radio show or anything. Like, cause that's, so, that's what, that's what I'm thinking, man. Is, uh, that, Oh, I think he did actually. Did he? Isn't that one of the, one of the big famous ones? He had a radio show. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What was he doing? Was he like in, inspiring violence and chaos? And, and Probably. Uh, yeah, I bet he was crazy. And darkness. And, yeah. and laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Hillary Clinton <laughs> laugh. <laughs> it's like, come on, you're forcing it out, dude. Which I may not be uh, Mark Marin, <laughs> but on November 8th of 2016, I was asking, what the fuck? <laughs> WTF. This is I was asking WTF. This is all Bernie's fault. This is all <laughs> Bernie's fault. Those Bernie bros. I may not be Joe Rogan, but if you listen to my podcast, the next thing that gets suggested to you in the queue will be anti-Semitic, <laughs> <laughs> which is what happens when you watch Joe Rogan's show. The next thing that gets suggested to you is like some Nazi shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're nice. like, wait, well, hey, hey, fucking That's shut up, respect. dude. That, you know, white supremacy is cutting edge, man. All right. Yep. It's coming. That back. shit is fucking cutting edge. You know. Well, you live in Wyoming. It never left. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man. It's like it's like uh, it's like ninety no eighty eighty seven percent white in this in this state. You know, and yeah. um, like the majority of Jesus. like Hispanic people in 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 Wyoming um work at hotels and uh and ritzy hotels in Jackson. Does anybody know you're talking to Q right now? 
is Q Hispanic? <laughs> James James is the Hispanic panic. Dude, in I'm the only Hispanic. the entire state of Wyoming. Dude, seriously, I'm the only dark person in uh in my class for um this uh student teaching I'm doing and I went to I had to go to the seminar and this lady was like giving me the full like so um you're a grad student? Yeah, I'm a grad student. Oh, are you going to get your master's? Yeah, I want to get my master's. Oh, so you have a degree? It's like, um, you know what, lady? I, I'm just going to go back and mop the floor because that that sounds like where you think I should be. Do you uh, speak any English, dude? I'm telling you, man. Do you speak? Do you able? Yeah. Hern is that short for something? Yeah, Hernandez. 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 You you fucking awful bitch. She had like a. I mean, she was this like big, big lady with this fucking gaudy pearl necklace on. I was just like, oh my God, you're a fucking cartoon. Leave me alone. Fuck. I just want to fucking unmask you. It's another part of the, it's another part of the country where, and I mean like Florida is very much like this too, where it, like everybody is like a few minutes away from dying of heart disease. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, um, yeah. And much props to you. You lost a lot of weight. Like you've gotten all skinny now. The two of you, man, fuck both of you. Yeah. God, yeah. Hey. Dude, I'm telling you, man, you know what? It, both got I actually got on this crazy diet. Um, I went to the doctor. They said I had a heart murmur, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Um, I got to. So you just started eating nothing but cock. Uh, no, no, I actually had to stay off the cock, and um, and uh, um, and I actually, and I just went ahead and grew a beard and and let my mustache go into the beard now, but uh, instead of just having the little pencil thin mustache that said, mm. but anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I had to change my lifestyle, man. I had, I eat salad like a lot now and I don't eat as many chicken wings, hot dogs and fucking drink as much beer or soda and don't eat as much cheese, um, which is fucking great. That Dave is on the opposite of that. He's on the yeah, all right? chicken wings, cheese and meat diet. And he lost like a hundred pounds just by cutting out pizza. And like, that's really it. Right. Dave, you just basically, you basically had to quit pizza, pizza, bread, and pasta. pasta, rice. Yeah, well, see, I, yeah, everything else. I can't do a keto diet if I have fucking um a heart murmur though. Heart problems. Yeah, yeah. that's right. like a wait, like the heart the heart murmur went away. Like I, I literally fixed it, you know. But yeah. uh like when when you get told you have a heart murmur and they're like doing all these tests on you, which yeah. are totally uncomfortable. Uh it's one of those things where you're, you you know, you're either gonna be like, eh, fuck it, <laughs> and then have a heart attack a couple weeks later, but you know, and which is fine, but I'm not Kevin Smith, so I was like, fuck it. I'm only gonna change my shit, and that's what I did. And so I oh I, I work out a little bit I here and there. Um so yeah, I lost a lot of weight, man. I lost a hundred pounds. I gained some of it back, um, but you know, fuck whatever. Mr. Hearn, I'm afraid that I have some bad news. It turns out your heart is just garbage. It's just made of shit. You are a piece of shit. And uh you're gonna to have to lose over a hundred pounds. You fat piece of retarded shit. <laughs> um, can I get a second opinion, please? <laughs> this is why there are no second opinions. And all the doctors talk this way. Um, that's good, man. I'm glad that you fucking that you lost all that weight. Maybe, maybe 2020 will be the year that I lose some weight, huh, Dave? Hell yeah! Do you? Yeah, you do saw you the way cook? that I behaved when I was out there in Vegas. Though it's really unlikely. <laughs> do you? Do you cook? I don't know. Uh, Actually, my wife and I were just having a conversation about that tonight. We were talking about like 
all this like cascading problems with our family where like our kid is mis- not misbehaving. I don't want to say that, but she's just getting like a little bit of an attitude. And um, we think that it's because we're not like eating meals together and cooking, like cooking meals and eating them together. Instead, we're sort of all eating on the go a lot. And we're not like, you know, there's like a lot of knock on effects to shit like that, especially when you're like a small family and you know, you're like a really busy schedule and shit. And <clears throat> so I think we're going to have to start doing that again. Do you cook like pretty much all the time now? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I've always cooked. So, uh, um, Damn, and I, such a good I got thing. in a bad habit of eating out when that, that's how I got, like gained all that weight, but I've always yeah. been, a, I've always been good at cooking. Uh, um, the only thing I've had to do was because uh, like 90% of what I cook is Mexican food. I've had to change, um, certain ingredients and um, like I still like render when I cook bacon, I'll render the fat, but like in the old days it would be like fucking quarter, quarter cup of uh bacon fat would go in to make frijoles. Right. Yeah. But now it'll be like a tablespoon of that fat and then some olive oil, you yeah. know? And so it's like little, little tricks like that, that have made my diet a lot better. And, and not only that though, I don't eat like a fucking block of cheese, you know, with chips anymore. Um, don't can't say I don't miss it. You know, what's funny about me too, is that like, I, um, I can actually be pretty well satisfied by a salad. Like I like salad and, um, but Dave, you were telling me like salad is like a lot of salad can be just as bad for you. Like if you, if if it's like just, well, yeah, I mean, if you're just ordering directly off the menu at some like, you know, restaurant or something, they put so much shit in it. I mean, you know, all, all kinds of toppings and sauces and the sauces are just filled with sugar and like, you know, so it's like, yeah, you, you can't just say, oh, it's it's a salad. It's definitely healthy. You know, some of them are, are just as bad as the burgers and all that stuff. Yeah, you got to order if, it if without. That bad. Yeah, you got to yeah. you got to order like with all that shit on the side. You got to tell them like, I, I don't want anything added to it. Just add it to the side. No. What's like the what's like the least bad dressing? I guess like Italian, maybe like something that's light. You can't have the creamy dressings. Right? No, what is that like stuff oil called? Oil and vinegar. Yeah, oil yeah, and vinegar. yeah. Oil and vinegar yeah. and that um, Makita stuff. What is it? That ginger, that ginger dressing with ginger and carrots and stuff. That shit's good, man. It's Japanese. Look it up, man. I of course yeah, man. Great. Japanese people, they fucking they got to figure it out, man. You don't see fat Japanese people unless they're literally competing in sumo. Like they don't, they just don't get fucking fat unless they're trying to yeah well i mean they have a certain forest they send those people to (laughs) maybe that's the answer is to start competing in sumo no maybe the answer is to just go do a live episode from that fucking forest where everybody hangs themselves (laughs) (laughs) our own viral moment there you know well we didn't know it was culturally (laughs) insensitive we thought that this was what you do in japan <laughs> Gain twenty pounds and kill yourself out of shame. <laughs> Imagine if we went uh, to Japan with our podcast. <laughs> so weird. What a weird so choice. They'd be like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" Well, so like, like, imagine if we like bad. got if we got funny, right? If we became funny, like if we ever prepared and wrote jokes, yeah. and I, or or just like I don't know, like actually were ever funny, mm. and then like we got like the circle of people who listen to comedy podcasts. Like we, we moved over into like comedy genre or whatever, which maybe, we, Hey, maybe that's a move, Dave. Maybe that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we become comedians. Is that what we yeah. should do? I, 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 no, probably not, but maybe. 
that was uh that was awesome yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. probably not <laughs> um so yeah uh maybe not i guess but it would be funny because like you can go do shows in like in, in some parts of um europe you can do some shows in like i don't know you get popular enough you can go to australia and shit like that i mean i would do that go around the country go to the shittiest the shittiest parts of the country like in missouri i work so hard with comedy you could just go with white supremacy and bam huge following i was getting pissed off about that you could go to every european country you know and they just finished up um they just finished cpac did you guys see this on on uh, that 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 cpac was last week cpac is fucked up man I know, that but shit it makes is me like pissed off. Fucking evil. That shit. It, it it infuriates me because you can be such a um, if you're just on the right, you can be talentless, boring, fucking like you know zero charisma, zero things to say, but just get up and like be a conservative guy and like and just kill, and everybody will love you, everybody will respect you. That like all those people will you know pay out the ass because also it's a fucking great grift because those people have money and they pay money to hear any other people that agree with their shitty fucking opinions it's 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 such a cheat code it's the fucking konami code of being a pundit it's it's the by the way they are yeah oh yeah the konami code that guy died yeah they're fucking (laughs) devils man uh i mean that's like probably one of the few places your break the ice piece at the beginning of your speech can be hey i do- i donated one million dollars to a pray the gay away spot and guess what 10 kids killed themselves come on now come on bring it to me lift me up yeah yeah yeah, Fuck yeah the, hey the gays are away though they're they're technically gone there's 10 they less work. gays to turn my son okay there's 10 less gays to turn me on i mean to yeah. turn off my son <laughs> I mean, sure, I've L7 a few, but that was back <laughs> before I met Jesus Christ. And I'm sure he L7 a few, 12 to be exact. But, you know, life moves on. Yeah, that, and I mean, you know, we had on the list here things, shit to talk about the coronavirus, which now, since you and I and Dave have been on the phone, um, I see on Twitter that we've gotten our first two unconfirmed cases in Florida, which is not surprising. Literally in the last like 30 minutes, it's, you know, so have you guys gotten any like cases of that shit out there or? or well, again, um, I live on a plateau, so no. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Like nothing. That's gonna we may happen. never see it. Yeah. 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 I see the pictures that your wife posts on, uh, on, on Insta and like you guys, like you are perfectly set up for like zombie apocalypse. You guys will be fine. Yeah, they'll never make like, it. No, nothing. Nobody ever comes up here. Yeah. Uh, what about in Vegas, Dave? Uh, I mean, I, I'm just ready to sit in the house. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? What? <laughs> What, what did I do to deserve that? You can't take any plays off, man. If we're gonna get, if we're gonna go to Japan and Australia, if we're gonna drum up that kind of interest, uh-huh. get you know a show in Brisbane, uh-huh. you need to you need to play. You need to come to play every day. Uh-huh. I, when I toss to you with uh-huh. an easy opening <laughs> for is there a coronavirus <laughs> outbreak in fucking Las Vegas? You uh-huh. need to be ready to jump on that shit. 
and not be, you know, things. <laughs> yeah, but I opened you up for all of this gold. You oh, know? yeah. So, you guys, well, you guys, that was, that was my plan the whole time. You guys do pretty good, pretty good jobs of opening each other up. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, we're really good at that. It's a lot of experience of opening each other up. Um, yeah, so I'll probably be dead pretty soon. I, you know what? This is some fucked up psychosomatic shit. I feel sick. Like I feel, like I feel it. Like I feel it. And and there's no way that I can. I mean, I might have like a flu or something like that, but I feel fucking sick. This is perverse, man. This is what fucking media does to you. It makes you like a fucking simpleton like this. It's it's. Ugh. Coronavirus. Well, I just I just searched for it just to see if there is any coronavirus virus here. First article: Coronavirus causes prom dress shortage in Las Vegas. So I guess. We're- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I guess we're doing just fine. <laughs> coronavirus causes the semen surplus. <laughs> Teenage semen surplus. Uh, Lately, I've been interviewing a lot of people who are like running for public office or people who are serious or like they have like important stories to tell or they're like connected to like legitimate campaigns and stuff like that. And I like I, every once in a while we have an episode like this and I just hope that like they don't listen back. <laughs> like, like I'm trying to book them. They're like, oh, he interviewed somebody named James Hearn. Let's hear what cunt fuck um like shit farts and bubble cum like okay well we'll keep you in mind for the future it's um, a fun so. show it's a fun oh, show. you guys seem like you have a lot of fun we just are really busy right now you have to understand so um so uh what are you going to do now i have a serious question then all right what are you guys going to do when the um, when the nomination is brokered away from Bernie? I mean, I wrote a whole fucking article about this. I wrote an article on Florida politics. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. I got triggered by that. I got triggered <laughs> by the idea of politics in Florida. I don't blame you. It's pretty triggering. Um, yeah, no. I mean, Dave, you tell me what do you what are you gonna do? What's your let, let, let's let's walk through James's scenario, right? Like we were talking about those Steve Kornacki scenarios of Super Tuesday, where a big hunk of the vote is at stake. Yeah, Bernie gets a whole bunch of votes. He's going to win California. It looks like he probably is going to win New York, which is another you know big population center. Bloomberg's going to win Florida. Bernie's going to. I'm just trying to go down like the big hunks of states, right? Bernie's probably mm-hmm. going to win Texas. Bloomberg's going to win Florida. Bernie's going to do terrible here, but. I mean, like you always knew that that was going to happen. Biden's going to get the South. Bernie's going to get the Midwest and the mountain region, California, Pacific Northwest. Right. Um, They go in there. Bernie got the most votes, but not a majority, which is a plurality. Right. Bernie, they go into convention in Milwaukee. He's got the most votes, uh, but not a majority, just the plurality. Same thing with delegates, not a majority, just the plurality. And then, you know, when you're in Milwaukee, when you're in that, um, you know, the, the Democratic National Convention, you're in the DNC's home turf. They write the rules. They're the ones, you know, with input last time around from Bernie people. But nonetheless, they still run shit there. Mm-hmm. It's their home turf. And what James is saying is, you know, you go in there, 
Bernie doesn't get the majority, a clear majority on the first vote, and it goes to a second vote where uh, basically a, a million different nefarious scenarios can play out where he gets fucked out of where, where somebody else. And I think in a lot of these scenarios, so far, people have anticipated that it would be Michael Bloomberg. But somebody else walks away with the nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Michael Bloomberg offers either, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, like a Elizabeth Warren, of a vice presidential spot in exchange for her pledging her delegates to, to, to him and combining forces and putting them right at like, I don't know, maybe like 51% or something like that. Right. And, uh, you know, so James very astutely is asking, like, what do good progressives do at that moment? I can't tell other people what to do. All I can tell you is that if Bernie goes into Milwaukee with the with the plurality, with the most votes and the most delegates, and he leaves without the nomination, I don't vote. I leave. I leave. Either I write in Bernie here in Florida, which, yeah, by the way, is like a little bit of a swing state. I don't know if you've ever heard if anybody's ever heard that about this state, but a little bit of a swing state. I write in Bernie. I'm not voting for a fucking Michael Bloomberg and I'm not I'm not writing, voting for Michael Bloomberg under any circumstances and I'm not voting for any other democrat who gets the nomination through a broker convention where Bernie had the most votes and Bernie had the most delegates no fucking way sorry I can make a case which I did I laid it out in the fucking uh in the, the article that I wrote for Florida Politics I can make a case that Michael Bloomberg would be worse for the country than Donald Trump because Donald Trump would at least be halfway through his administration. He would only have four more years left. And everything that makes Donald Trump terrible and horrible, Michael Bloomberg has the same fucking qualities, but he's competent and he can do those horrible things better than Donald Trump can do them. And um, yeah, um, I, I, held my, I held my nose and voted for Hillary Clinton four years ago. And I know a lot of people did and didn't get any credit for it because people still blame Bernie, quote unquote, Bernie bros for like right. giving yeah. the election away. Of course. So fuck it. if I'm going to get blamed for that shit anyway, then I'm not, I'm not even going to fucking bother. Who cares? I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Dave? Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. I don't think I would either, but I'm not quite sure. What I do know is that I, I would try my best to come up with at least a dozen good culture topics to, uh, for us to do on the show. So that way we could, <laughs> I could take your mind off it and soothe you a little a little bit because you are my best friend and i know you're gonna gonna be be you're gonna be just raging mad it's gonna be right at the it's gonna be right at um the right at your bachelor party by the way as we we circle back to the beginning of the very first thing we were talking about you'll be in a bad place that's all no you know what i'll I'll write it all off i'll give up i'll just remember that at the end of the day i'm i'm a hispanic guy but i mostly pass for white i'm gonna any any ethnic cleansing that happens i'm gonna escape because all I have to do is comb my hair a certain way and nobody will, you know, nobody will fuck with me. Um, and, uh, you know, I have an, like an upper level income and I can just stop being altruistic and stop being a socialist and stop wanting good things and just be like, well, fuck it. You know what? I'll just be a fucking vice president of a communications company and just be that guy. And I'll just be that guy for the rest of the fucking while the world burns around around us. And right. maybe I'll save up enough money to like, you know, install my own moat in in in, in my house, and uh, you know, uh, get attack dogs, and you know, uh, teach myself to shoot, and all that shit. Now, I'll, you James, know, do you know anyone could, that could uh, build a moat for him? 
Uh, um, James is a woodworker. He could probably he could build me a drawbridge. Yeah, I could build you a drawbridge, but I mean, um, you already yeah. live underwater, so I mean, what's the point of a moat? <laughs> yeah, drawbridge from what? Like <laughs> to Georgia? Like I mean, what are you gonna do? I was. What about you, James? What do you, what do you think? Um, your your vote probably of the three of us, your vote matters like the least. Because yeah. It, you, yeah. Well, actually, but, I might you know, I might by that time be living in D.C. So. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. I I may actually have a, a vote that pushes somebody somewhere. Um, I, you know, I gotta tell you, uh, I could I, I could <laughs> probably hold my my nose and vote for Biden. I could probably hold my nose and vote for uh, well, if Buttigieg was still in. Uh, Warren, I could definitely hold my nose and vote for her. Klobuchar, mm, not so much, mm. but. I don't think you have to worry about. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's I think out. Um, I'm sure I think Klobuchar is out after Super Tuesday. But. I, I, I'll be surprised if she doesn't try to get herself out sooner, because she's going to lose her. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, the, 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 this is that triangulation, the fucked up triangulation. Now I'm like getting too. I'm getting too into this shit, but it does make sense. What they're saying is that with Klobuchar, if Klobuchar, you see that that graph that I shared with yeah, you yeah, guys. Yeah. If you look at it, what happens is if Klobuchar gets out before super tuesday bernie sweeps massachusetts nobody else gets any of the mass or i'm sorry minnesota nobody else gets any minnesota delegates and minnesota is a decent sized um state yeah and uh so she's only a spoil everybody who's still remaining is only there and everybody who has dropped out has only dropped out as spoilers or obstacles for bernie sanders like that's the only reason that they're being coordinated in the way that they're being coordinated. Like Klobuchar has marching orders to stay in Minnesota so that she splits delegates with Bernie there. Otherwise Bernie runs away with it and nobody else is viable. Like nobody, none, look at, look at how low the percentage chances of any of these other people winning are. Nobody yeah. it's like, I mean, in Minnesota, it's only her and Bernie that, that are drawing any kind of votes and support. She leaves all that support goes to Bernie. So she's sticking around to, you know, Hoover up, up vacuum up a bunch of those, a bunch of those delegates. The same reason that they say that Buttigieg is leaving is so that his support would migrate to people who might, by virtue of that migration, become more viable. Right. So what they're saying is that like, if you look at, look at Buttigieg in Maine, right. Which is a small state. Buttigieg in Maine by leaving and not competing there, they would hope that enough of his support would go over to either, you know, Biden or Warren, that it would make the two of them uh, viable so that, again, they could drain votes away from from Bernie. Um, because, again, there's not a lot of over in, in your mind, at least there's not a lot of overlap between the kind of guy who is like or, or girl who is like, I am a Pete Buttigieg fan. Oh, he's out. Well, I, now I want to be a Bernie Sanders fan. Like, who is that person? Yeah, Apparently, right. there are a lot of them. Apparently, like, the second choices for Buttigieg, it's like 27%. The, the second choice is, is Sanders, which, again, I just don't know what that profile is. Yeah. That's some crazy. That, that's um, like the only thing I can think of is college kids. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, and, and by college kids, I'm not being condescending. I mean, like, actually attending college and, and uh, deciding, you know, uh, um, if I can't get this uh, young, ish you know milk toasty dude who you know kind of i feel relatable with 
um, then I'll go for this old man who at least has some shit that I like. I mean, and I'm, and I, I'm, I know I'm, yeah. I mean, I can see that. It's pretty blunt. I can see that. I mean, it is what it is. He, 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 he's doing really badly with like Buttigieg had done really badly with um, millennials, but like people forget that millennials are pretty old. Now. Yeah. Millennials are like, like 39 years old now. And uh, you know, the, the, the kind of kids who are like, again, those kids that like wear a suit, to class in college, you know, like those kids, I can see them being Buttigieg guys. And then just sort of because Bernie Sanders is so overwhelmingly popular with the gen, with Gen Z, like I can see them saying like, okay, well, my second choice is Bernie. And that's the thing that I think with all these candidates and we, we, we live in this world where like, we think that we think of everything on this sort of binary where it's like, you know, you're conservative or you're progressive and then there are all these shades in the middle and everybody exists on this scale somewhere. But people, I think normal people, most people, their, um, their politics are inscrutable. Their politics don't make sense like that. They're not like, Oh, well I need somebody moderate or, or anything like that. They're like, I like Bernie Sanders cause he's going to make weed legal. And I like Joe Biden cause I used to like Obama. And then it's like, okay, well those two things are incompatible, but, I mean, like you can't tell people what they like, like that they like shit for their own fucking reason. Right. Like people will be like, there are people who switched thousands, tens of thousands of people who switched from Obama to Trump in, in, you know, they voted for Obama two times and then voted for Trump in 2016. Yeah. They ran for, they, uh, fell for the same line twice. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty funny. It's the hope and change bullshit twice in a row. Um, right. The, here, the, yeah. People, people's politics are, are pretty dumb. Um, generally. And, uh, and it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. Um, the thing that I think has propelled, uh, Bernie Sanders is he has taken issues that are real and sloganized them. And you yeah. take, you take Warren who says almost the same stuff, but she goes all techno, you know, technical with it. And, and she's just boring, man. And, and the problem with that is when she's being technical, it's she's taking up a lot of airspace where you get Bernie Sanders who in his own way takes up a lot of airspace, but he sloganizes every single thing he says and he's done it so effectively that, I mean, um, if you're, if you're not listening, you're still going to hear it. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. where with, um, with Warren, that's exactly why I think Warren didn't take off at all. It's just because nobody's hearing it. Nobody really cares, uh, because she, she fails to sloganize and maybe she feels like that's be beneath her, but that's what fucking works when you're dealing with masses of people, you know? Yeah. And I mean, young people. I feel like to, to, to her, maybe to her credit a little bit, because I think she has a little self-awareness about that when she does try to like be a sloganizer or when she tries to get up and be like, I don't know, like viral or whatever, whenever she tries to get up there and like kind of put a point, a fine point on something, it comes off very inauthentic. It comes off as like, like it's so obvious that it was written in a room somewhere and market tested and audience approved. And like, you know, it, it just doesn't feel authentic when she tries to do it. Um, even Buttigieg, I thought was better at that than yeah, her. Buttigieg would always, during the, the debates, he would always kind of like lead back to some like, like 
I don't know, kind of like pre-approved or memorized like syllogism that he would have in his mind where he'd be like, it would be a question about, you know, whether or not he thinks that Joe Biden would make a good president. And he would like wrap it up with something like, if you want to have belief in the future, you need to have the future of belief or something like that. That's some meaningless bullshit. Yeah, that Just like Obama. He was, he's really good at it. Like Obama. Would. Yeah. Yeah, that was my other thing that I said that he would be doing in 2049 was like a politically incorrect Obama impersonator <laughs> doing blackface and you know, when the just getting away. swings back the other direction. Yeah, exactly. When Dave and I talk about when the pendulum swings back and everything fucked up becomes okay again. That's how it is right now. We're um, literally living that right now. <laughs> the right, global um, white supremacy is rising so fast and uh, gotta love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the like the they measure that shit on an index and it's like all, all like the, the far right wing governments and uh, parties are like taking over in every, in every, you know, in every measurable way. It's pretty cool to be alive right and now. And they're all tied. <laughs> every single one of them has been tied uh, successfully to um, Russian money and influence. So, uh, you know, whatever. They're they're white supremacists and they're fucking traitors. So that's fine, yeah. I guess. Whatever. Um now the the, the 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 thing that like pisses me off about that shit is that like it's a permission the the Russian stuff is like this permission structure too for um every century and this is it's like exclusive to Democrats. This like poisoning of the Russian shit in their brain, now they never have to look at any failure like they've still never looked at and thought about why hillary lost because they have this the specter of russia and they don't ever have to like say okay well all right yeah russia interfered and they bought these facebook ads and they did all this misinformation but like can we also talk about like why we nominated why we were all so dead on ready to nominate hillary clinton and we didn't even really give other candidates or any other strategies really of fair airing out. Um, And she was the presumptive nominee from the very fucking beginning. And then not just that, but okay, let's say that she is the nominee, how badly her campaign was run. Like because of that, all those same fucking people are still working in different campaigns, like on, well, not anymore, but on Buttigieg's campaign, Warren inherited a whole bunch of Clinton people. Um, Buttigieg got a bunch of Obama people that were retreads. Yep. Uh, fucking Biden got all the leftovers because he came in late. And all these people who, you know, might end up running. These people all might end up running because if they fuck over Bernie, they're going to be the ones that 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 get the benefit. And they actually end up, one of them is going to end up being the nominee. And none of them have had to sit back and be like, yo, maybe we shouldn't hire this guy. He really fucked up in 2016. And that's the weird thing. And that is the absolute weird thing. They have all, all their their pollsters and their uh, advisors lined up, and it's the same fucking people that were like, you know what, you don't need to go to Wisconsin. You know what? Yeah. Those mm-hmm. those fucking Hicks in Michigan, man, yeah. th- th- that's union, dude. They'll vote for you. Don't worry about it. You don't have to go there. Nah, don't don't bother. <laughs> you know, these same fools that did that, and uh, and basically brought. I mean, if we're gonna relitigate. Who brought Trump into office? I mean, besides the media who gave him all that free airspace, um, it was Hillary Clinton's people that were basically saying, we're not only going to not run a real campaign here, 
but we're also gonna we're also going to push probably one of the most useless mamby pamby like boomerist fucking uh slogan uninspiring yeah slogans yeah. ever i'm with her are you fucking kidding me i mean yeah. holy shit who fucking i do that? love the i do love the 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 low-key kind of like shade that the sanders slogan oh, this yeah, not, is, not me which is basically saying like, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and which is yeah it's it, it that that slogan if you think about it, that slogan only makes sense in the context of Hillary Clinton's doomed 2016 slogan. Total. Like without saying without without I'm with her, not me us doesn't make sense. Exactly. Like it, it, yeah. you need that context to be like, okay, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, it was a it's a pretty it's a pretty serious burn. And I'll tell you, uh, let okay, I would have been a oh, I hit my thing. All right. If I I would have been a little less like ha ha that's pretty funny, you know, if yeah people like Hillary Clinton, Claire McCaskill, and all these other bitter Democrats that lost their asses because yeah Heidi Heitkamp that whole crew. yeah because yeah. because they 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 couldn't they 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 wanted to do the whole hey poor whites you're gonna stay poor and without saying <laughs> oh and all the poor hispanics and blacks we will continue to marginalize you they basically yelled to the whites you're going to stay poor and you're going to see a few black yeah. faces do okay and that's going to really burn you uh, and so you get those you get those people like uh like i said like hillary clinton claire mccaskill these bitter fucking people and they're and and the media just eats them the fuck up i mean uh claire mccaskill she's on msnbc every day yeah, shitting on anything progressive that she can find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no way they can w win. I'm a winner. Ex I mean, like, except yeah. for one time, I'm a winner. Those fuckers, they never won nothing except for when they ran and they won. Heidi Claire McCaskill was never supposed to win. That was a complete fluke that she was in that seat. Yeah. You know, you're bringing up a thing that has pissed me off lately where – one of the new, and there's going to be a million of these, so just like get ready for the next like six months of this shit. But one of the new criticisms of Sanders or the idea of Sanders as a as a as the nominee is like, oh well, kiss the Senate goodbye. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is. You're not gonna win the fucking Senate. Are you fucking high? First of all, you stand a better chance of winning it with Bernie Sanders uh, running as as the nominee, but. Have you looked at the way that the country is built? There's like 30 states that are conservative and 20 that are that are uh, passably liberal or democratic. And you're just never going to have a, a you know 51 senators that are from that that are uh from that are from the Democratic Party. And even if you do Three, four, five, six of them are going to be like Kristen Cinema or Joe Manchin yeah. or these these Democrats that are basically just Republicans that are just like basically you know conservatives in cheap clothing. Well, I mean, and it, it's it's crazy. Like it's an un, it's an undemocratic institution, and every single time that we defer to it and don't address it that way, we're like furthering. Like it needs to be fully. You know, I'll tell you what. You move to D.C. The fucking first thing that needs to happen is D.C. needs to become a state and Puerto Rico, too. And I don't want to wade into the entire Puerto Rico statehood issue, but I will say there needs to be more fucking states. Well, <laughs> there needs to be more states because right now we have a lot of people 
who vote and who are part of this country, but they're not represented as 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 states or they don't have um, representation in the United, United States Senate. And because of that, like a state you live in, where like a hundred, what is it, like a hundred thousand people live there? You have the same senators as California that has f- like forty-five million people. Yeah, it's crazy. But the Senate was was designed specifically to protect um, the rich. Yeah, like like yeah, it was designed to. It's it's working the way. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. like all the rules, all the rules in the Senate, um, especially when it was when it was um, being designed, were set up to shit on anybody who wasn't super rich. So that 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 alone, without getting into the, all the gerrymandering that's gone on um, um, through the Bush years and all that, uh, all the way through the Obama years, um, with without even considering that the Senate itself, the the body is designed to make sure that the poor are never never have a foothold uh, in power. Yeah, that's that's why I say like the undemocratic nature of it is a feature. It's not a bug. It's I mean, like, yeah, when it was when it was, you know, the great compromise, when it was designed, it was only 13 states at the time. But, you know, as it's grown, it's only grown to be more of that. It hasn't grown to be less like that. And as long as there's all these like, first of all, let me tell you, let me tell you what else people say. Oh, they like the 50, uh, the round number of 50. Well, you know what? How about this? Add DC as a state and the two Dakotas. Give me a good reason that the two Dakotas shouldn't just be one state. What the fuck? Actually, Come they're drastic. We need a North Dakota and a South Dakota. It's just Dakota. They're, they're just drastically Dakota. different from each other uh, culturally. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Prove it. Well, the South Dakota is full of indigenous people. Um, and the indigenous people in South Dakota have uh, more say and more rights. Um in that state who lives in north dakota my my, my old family lives north there. dakota like, is like all like, is almost all white people though yeah it's almost fur trappers yeah it's, it's, i have a feeling that shouldn't it be fur trappers that live <laughs> it's leonardo dicaprio and the revenant isn't it it's like that's who I, I, you know i never saw that movie is it good <laughs> i don't know was the revenant good with the benefit of a couple years of time now uh, I I didn't think it was that great. It, really You're great. Right, this, is the, this, is the, this is the classic Dave thing where like no movie is great and no movie is bad. Every single movie is fine. I'm like, trying to give you an for, honest as answer a, here. As a reviewer of movies, as a as a person who like you know, first of all, I'm not I'm not know, a reviewer of movies. As a I, guy who has a podcast that's about reviewing, no, movies. dude, it's not about reviewing pod movies. Is great. I actually the podcast. I love it. That. It's I I love the. Uh, the way it looks at movies. I just, uh, thank you. I love the, I love it's the, so, it's the increasing scale that they do where they give them like a scale of one to 10 pieces. Yes. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> this, this movie's a ten eight, piece. eight and a half pieces. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite shit that you guys do. It's so funny. It's a good, it, I, I like it. I like it. I wish I, it makes me wish I watched more movies. I started oh, watching, um, I started watching, uh, Blade Runner 2049 today. It's on like IMDb that? TV. Uh, you know, it reminds me of those old like seventies uh, sci-fi flicks with, uh, you know, like the called Blade Runner. A movie well, called Blade Runner. Yeah, but like remember they'd have like that weird synthy shit going on in the background and yeah, a lot yeah. of like facial expressions. I liked that aspect of it, and but I'm not a big action movie guy. I, I think action yeah, movies sure. are uh, 
pretty glib and callous and they I, I actually get bored if an action movie is like over action packed i start yeah. like getting bored and doing other things and then remembering like oh fuck that movie's still on shit yeah <laughs> how far how far is your closest movie theater James? what how far is your closest movie uh, theater? 25 miles i think give or take oh it's not too bad I no I, but I live at like 20 miles out of town yeah so. Um, all right, James, why don't you, uh, we got to wrap it up cause we're, we're, we're a little over time. Why don't you, um, uh, plug your album one more time for anybody who joined us late. I don't know how you join a podcast late, but like if, in case you did, in case you fell asleep, wake up my, uh, wake up, mother. my band is called hashtag C M F D O exclamation. And the album is artist formerly known as artist, wherever you stream or download music, Go get that shit. Download it. It is four and a half minutes long. It's 10 songs. It will fucking blow your mind. Change your whole outlook on shit. You'll be like, oh, I really like Buttigieg. And then you'll be like, no, I really like, like, oh, no. I really like Biden now. That's how good it is. I really like, I really like Mao Zedong. <laughs> now, I, everything. Um, Dave, what's going on? I'm piecing it together. Piecing it together. Year movie. three begins today. We got a new episode going up. New theme music, new artwork, whole bunch of new stuff. Uh, All Rice, No Beans has a new episode today. Awesome Movie Year has a new episode on Wednesday, so check them all out. Damn. When is that Simpsons thing? Can we talk about the Simpsons thing yet, or is it too early to talk about that? I mean, I haven't technically announced it yet, but it is called Let's Gather Around the Couch, and it launches on April 19th, and it's a new podcast from the same host of All Rice, No Beans, and uh, it's all about reconnecting with our love of The Simpsons, because who didn't used to like The Simpsons? Uh, and it's all about getting back in touch with that. And um, so we got a live show coming up here in Miami that uh, is, I think, going to be pretty good. March 15th. I mean, we I don't think we've had a chance to really talk about it, Dave, but like the Vegas show was a huge success. We That was our biggest show. We had it like rolled. 40, 50 people there or something like that. We had yeah. a lot of motherfuckers packed into the back of uh, the Golden Tiki. It kicked ass. A lot of good energy. Um, a lot of Bernie people. A lot of DSA folks. It was it was a blast. So, um just like, oh, yeah, I guess like a quick shout out to everybody who, who came. Like, thank you for coming. Hell yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, another, we're going to do it up again. March 15th, Gramps in Wynwood in Miami. Um, we're going to be doing the Rising Tides of March, which is a playoff Ides of March because it's March 15th. For those who didn't get a, um, you know, degree in classical literature. Um, yeah. So, be there. If you're in Miami, if you're in South Florida, it's two days before the Florida primary, which it looks like Michael Bloomberg's probably going to walk away with in every fucking pig uh, <laughs> down here, every fucking piece of shit that I donated money to, every fucking Democratic uh, centrist, elitist sack of fucking bile is uh, supporting Michael Bloomberg. So that sucks, but she, we're going to have fun. Really need to go to sleep. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and i want to thank james for for joining us thank you james we're gonna have yeah. you back on again pretty soon. yeah uh, thanks for having me and um uh it was a lot of fun and uh i wanted to say something but i don't let it go <laughs> <laughs> the classic james folks classic that's exactly <laughs> where you end can't teach that you can't teach that kind of talent <laughs>